0: And it's just me. I'm here in a lockdown by myself. Gabi has left to, I guess, urinate. Enrique is getting him a glass of water. And I am literally pouring some sort of brown liquid out of a glass bottle that has duct tape on it and three X's that Gabi has wrote on. Looks like an old...
1: I know you didn't just start the podcast without us. I did. Wow. Because I'm meta that way. All right.
0: Uh, I feel like it's appropriate. Oh, my. I have spilt whatever this is on me. Dang it. What is it?
1: Is it is it just on you? It's Evan Williams. It's just me. Okay. it's got some Evan Williams on me. So well, okay. give me the bottle.
0: Here you go. Take that.
1: Thank you. Put it back on Gobby's side. Okay. So we are... Um, we're here to talk about Nemesis Lockdown, aren't we?
0: We are. We're going to talk about Nemesis Lockdown, and this is the cold open. I think this should be the cold open.
1: I like this cold opening.
0: I love cold opens. We we used to do these all the time, and Gabby we used to put them in the beginning of the show. But then he got Ben Maddox, who is very famous, to do our intro. And now, since then, and Gabby is walking in, and he doesn't realize that we're live. Yeah, Yeah, we're recording. Hey, Shard. Nice. Either way, and ever since he got Ben Maddox to do our intro, he stopped doing cold opens, which, boo. I love Ben Maddox. I love Ben Maddox. People (laughs) think that I'm the English version of Ben Maddox. I don't
1: believe that.
2: No, No, You mean American version? That's what I said.
0: He said English. He said English. He see, he don't,
2: he's.
3: I love Ben Maddox, and Jerry is not. The English version. We have
2: Jerry a has-been Maddox, am I right?
0: <laughs> has-been Maddox, that's really good. You should be a comedian!
1: You're listening to the Board Game Snobs
0: Podcast. A ridiculous podcast with ridiculous hosts that discuss
2: ridiculous things. And any mention of board games is purely coincidental. And
0: so, without further ado, and with a heavy dollop of shame and embarrassment on my part, I give you... The Board Game Snobs and go. Welcome to the Board Game Snobs podcast. This is Jerry. This is Gavi. This is Enrique, and you're in for a treat because we've already recorded another episode. And you know the best episodes are the ones that after we've recorded the first episode, <laughs> after we get the the rust off that first one, and we do the next one, we're so much more enjoyable. Why is that?
1: Because you guys drink and it starts kicking you more. Wow. What does that mean? Wow. Are you
2: saying alcohol is my personality? Wow. Wow. Did you just set that drink on my table? On this cloth, yes. I mean, I'll take that back. Our table, even though I entered the contest and I won it, I consider it our table. This okay. is the table of love. That is just water, though. So yes. I guess it's okay.
1: Well, it's not sweating, so I'm assuming it's okay. It's you're lukewarm water. Lukewarm
2: water does not tend to sweat. Okay, you're then sweating. We're fine. Luke, hot, warm water.
0: R.I.P. His, <laughs> he's his, not dead. His, no, his, but, but his, his love life is. That is very cold.
2: You said RIP.
0: I was not, I was saying for him to, to, oh
2: my God, I can't win for I was reason. about to
0: make a joke about about him, uh, about him, about
2: him. I always said the wrong thing. Yeah. I was, I, I was <laughs> trying
0: to encourage him. If, okay, so before everybody knows, Luke Holt was an individual that is, who listens to our podcast, who had us like congratulate him because he got engaged and then now he's not engaged. And Luke, Man, you're a good guy, and you should not take advice nor encouragement from random people you don't know on a podcast. But if you do, just realize that if we lived close, like probably within 30 minutes of you, we would probably... I would be there supporting you. Take some time.
2: I'd bring some whiskey. I would not bring whiskey. We'd play some games. I would stop by with a cake of some sort. What sort of cake? Cake. I really like German chocolate? Because it's from
0: Germany. That You don't you start to dismiss. I like lemon. Uh, I really like lemon. I like lemon so much, I like Tina Fey. <laughs> She's not funny. Liz Lemon? Liz, uh, please make the joke for me. Sorry. Explain it. Because Luke's not going to get it. Sorry.
2: I mean, so there's some people that may not. Enrique, uh, Gen Z, do you ever third 30 Rock?
1: No. no did, you,
0: did you know that uh, Baldwin... R.I.P. Everybody well, around him. Um, he <laughs> Ooh, too soon. <laughs> too he soon. shot somebody by accident. Or paid on a shoot while shooting.
2: Where are you going shooting? with this
0: dark subject matter?
1: S- calm down. We're okay. about to find out. While well, starting so. a sh-
0: shooting a movie, he accidentally shot somebody. And now he's been charged with manslaughter or something, I think.
1: I, so how do you... How so it's why, on the news. Wait, why are we going to that? Because it's dark. Some, and we like dark.
0: Because some things don't rack well the bullets. Some things-
1: <laughs> <laughs> See,
0: you You could have made that joke. But you know why? I have- you're too busy trying to interrupt me and you're missing the boat. I did not want to make that joke in
2: this regard. You should have. No, we no. were already
1: going into the dark no, path. No, no, so we not talking jokes.
2: about him killing someone. Accidentally. Hey, hey, this is PG. Accidentally.
0: Calm down, both of you. Did you know science claims? Hang on. Luke Holt. Oh, wait. Sorry. Holt. Holt. Holt on. Holt on. My bad. That's funny. Holt on. I'm sure <laughs> we made that before. No, we haven't. That's a new joke. Really? Write it down. Holt on. <laughs> i got- Another euphemism. We love euphemisms. U- euphemism? We love euphemisms Hold on. I'm writing Here?
2: down Holt on. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Holt on?
0: Holt on is in the archives. Rondale? Rondale? Oh, God. Rond- oh. Oh, God. Do, they do the Rondale thing? Okay. We like to have fun here. Oh, God dang it. We have a lot of euphemisms. Zonka, Zonka? That died a long time ago. R.I.P. That was like in the first three episodes. That was bad. <laughs> the
1: harbor. You Wait. know what? I think I do remember that.
0: I do. Red Anyways. Okay. Stop that, okay.
2: please. Stop I got that. you. So.
3: It's anyway, in the archives.
0: Hold
2: on. Sorry, we don't have Marcus Brisman. Uh, Brandon Hayes was doing all that then he gave up. <laughs> <laughs> or Brandon.
0: Brandon? Brandon. 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 Got him. Brandon? But Luke, you know I would if you if we lived next door, I'd bring you over a nice lemon cake. We would discuss just life. But unfortunately... <laughs> We don't. We live a long ways away. Maybe you need to come to Board Game Geek Con or something. He said he might. We need to now that he's free. That will you stop?
2: I didn't, I didn't even mean to laugh. I did not. He just Luke. You know what? We, I, I communicate with Luke via DMs. You like, started. We have a one. We have a one-on-one conversation. You both have <laughs> diabetes. <laughs>
0: well, I don't understand. What now are DMs? he's actually
2: direct message. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. On the face, have you ever heard of the golden ratio? I have. What does that mean? He was the
0: admiral, the British admiral.
2: No, that's whore ratio. Anyway, there's a there's a ratio called the golden ratio, <laughs> and basically they just do measurements of your face of how symmetrical it is, not asymmetrical,
0: which is beauty.
2: Did you know that like most people's eyes are like way off kilter, and their ears and all that stuff, They're right?
0: Cockeyed, as some say. Right here in the south, rooster eyed, rooster cogburn. Cockburn. He had one eye though. He was, he was just one eye. Mm-hmm. He was. He and, was cock eye. And he was from McAllister, Oklahoma. It was where he, he that on the show. That's where they were at. Oh, uh, really? they me, yeah, don't give me a little further north north, north of where you were hell from.
2: Okay. Get uh, get done with your point, because then I'm about to rock your world. So according to the Golden Ratio, mm-hmm. science claims Chris Hemsworth is the second most handsome
0: man. Who's the first? And, and why is it
2: Benedict No. I would like to get this guy's name right. Say it, please. But he's from Bridgerton. I don't know where that's at. <laughs> it's a TV show on Netflix. Oh, I'm sorry.
0: I'm sorry. <laughs>
3: Go ahead.
2: Régé Jean Page. It's <laughs> that guy. He's from Bridgerton. He was the love interest in Bridgerton. <laughs> Roger Jean Page. That's I, a great name. It's an awesome name and he is freaking gorgeous. I
0: like how you showed me his picture. Yeah. And instead of showing me his face, you no, it's showed just me just his a body. topless. No, it's his body. Picture. That's yeah. just it.
2: Roger Jean Roger, Page. Roger. Apparently he is the most symmetrical. He scored the closest with ninety three point six Hem- five percent. Chris Hemsworth ninety three point five three percent. And I saw this article, and they did it on uh, the females as well. And ap- apparently, Bella Hadid is the most golden ratio. I don't know who Bella Hadid. Is. She's just a model. She's an oh, a model.
0: I don't know any of the models. I don't. I don't. I, I don't really follow the fashion world. Um, I'm excited to announce, and you commented on it.
1: Your announcement.
0: I I own a hoodie now.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, this thing, right?
0: Uh, yes, I have never owned a hoodie in my life. I, I was I'm used to you in khakis and a button up shirt. Uh, Same. This this color is called heather. By the way, it's, it's not gray. It's not gray. It's really? called heather. It's gray. Is
2: it because it was white mixed in?
0: Correct. Oh, no, okay. Not just me, but there's actually the hue. Is it so? At work, they often will buy shirts. Hugh Jackman? Mm-hmm. And they asked, like, what would you want? And I made the comment, like, I don't own a hoodie. I've never worn a hoodie. I don't know what I would You do. said, I'll let Hugh decide. And they did. They purchased me a hoodie. Heather. And they, they chose Heather as the color because they said that it's lighter than khaki. Like, I always wear khaki. Mm. And so, I, and I've worn it for the first time. Birds of a Heather. I have felt more free today than i have ever in in my life
2: because i noticed underneath your heather hued hoodie (laughs) it hashtag alliteration you have a t-shirt yes because i didn't know what to wear underneath your usual button-up and or what's what a Polo. polo is not being worn i've never played the
0: game but i represent
2: you're very casual today. I, I, you feel, I feel. like you feel relaxed. Ten
0: years came off my life when I put on that hoodie. What kind of pants are you wearing right now? Are you wearing khakis? Uh, no, these are just. What are these called? These aren't khakis. They're kind of a brown. Let me look under the table. They're 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 it's just, like a army green or something. They're they're a olive
2: drab. Olive drab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so <laughs> okay. said that? I
3: know that.
0: <laughs> um, I'm sure that's on Dockers.com. But anyways, <laughs> so. I've been feeling younger, <laughs> is what I've tried to say. This, this, this hoodie makes me feel like... <clears throat> so I walked into the library today, because I was going into the genealogy department. And as I'm walking in, the parking lot's quite large, and sometimes there are... Um, what library? Where? Uh, that, uh, Hugo. Hugo, okay, very small town. There okay. are sometimes a large park. Which fun fact? Hugo is named after uh, Victor Hugo, the French novelist. Really? Uh, yes. You didn't know that, did you? Les
3: Misérables. And everyone that
0: lives in Hugo is miserable. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> is. They have a diner called the Circus Diner.
1: Whoa, now.
0: And I mean, I know you love, I know you love the chicken. <laughs> the, what is it? The wings? Not the, the tendons. I
1: can't even think about it right now, but I know I love that place.
0: Okay. Here's the thing. Oh, <laughs> it's bad. Anyways, so I went to the, the, the library and often there are young people in the parking lot that are, how do I say, how would I describe ruffians,
3: perhaps, mm-hmm.
0: Hoodlums. Hoodlums. Hood, lums, And normally, they do not, you know, they're just, they're doing something like real, you know, like skateboarding or something real. You oh, know, kind of hoodlum kind of. activities. Yeah. That, you know, How
2: There you get on wheels. Graffiti
0: and something. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but Probably when, casting w- lots before me. But when I walked by them, I could tell they were like, is this one of us? Is this. Because you were wearing a hoodie. I was wearing a hoodie. Is that Tony Hawk's cousin? <laughs> Who knows? Could, it could be.
2: Tony Hawk's cousin that possibly works in a laboratory somewhere. It
0: could be. That could that that's that's Anthony Fern. You yeah. don't know. Like like That could be. So anyways, so why I was going to the library, you ask, which you didn't ask, but you should have asked to move the story along. Thank you for paying attention. I recently moved. As you well know, you've not been to my home. You've been in my home when I wasn't in my home, but I you know, haven't your, come to my home. Your now wife spend, was
2: there, and she showed me but around. But I haven't
0: there. Anyways, so I have moved. Moved. And now, because of an arrangement with my in-laws and various people, the property that I now own. I now own a ghost town. Touche. A town that no longer exists but once did but once did a town that had a railroad that ran through it so several buildings i have found on said property such as a church various other buildings that i have begun to slowly go i'd like to know more there's people used to live here i need to find out and down the rabbit hole i have gone these people used to live here. So, I have been gone to look up the newspaper articles there at the library that are the digital reels. Does this involve microfiche? It does. Microfiche. Oh my God, I've always wanted to do microfiche. I have been. So, you know the little glass thing yeah, that I you know. put over papers mm-hmm. and pictures and you stare through them? Have you done that? No. I've done that. I'm not Nancy Drew or the Hardy Boys. did that. And you know what happened? What do you think happened? I, I don't, you've cut, I don't know where we're at. I had to cut everything because you kept going crazy. You don't even remember. Talking I about don't Tony know Hawk. where we're at right you're talking now. Talking about Tony Hawk wow. and looking through eyeglasses. You've ruined my story. You killed it. You killed my story. Sorry. That was you, a long story. You, I no, lost interest. You, you kept, you kept, I know, it's the most interesting story ever. <laughs> and you're just sitting here. Uh, we talked about Clive Custler. I remember that. No, I didn't talk about Clive Custler. You always go into and Custer. Custer. You always Clyde go into, nobody cares to be corrected because nobody cares about him. Because you're angry because I lost interest in your story. No, don't come at me. You, you just weren't paying attention. You didn't lose interest. You weren't paying attention.
2: That's literally the p- definition of losing interest. No, I not. don't pay it attention. Not, oh, You're not. going on about the story. It about is
0: some- not the definition of losing interest. Well,
2: then don't address me, address Enrique.
1: I already know the story. Like I said. And was it riveting? I'm not going to lie. You were telling it to my parents while I was sleeping. Ah!
0: <laughs> but you didn't hear it then. I
1: did hear it. But it was good, wasn't it? I I caught parts of it. Okay, so you weren't paying attention. I got the but end. But you didn't lose the interest. See, so. Okay, here's
2: the thing. You think it's riveting interesting because it concerns you. That was a very long story. I lost interest. I tuned out. And Richie, and Richie? <laughs> 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 Which, I mean, Richie is Richie. Richie. So, but so, you're, you've literally asked Enrique, and he says, you were talking to his parents, he didn't listen either. No, 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 no. I didn't no, say no, I no. didn't
1: listen to it. Okay, I caught some parts <laughs> of Because I wasn't that talking to him. That were important. He wasn't talking. I caught parts that were important. So, if someone's talking to you, mm-hmm. and they
2: begin to lose interest and in glaze over, that means either the story does not interest them, Okay. Or and and no, that's on me. I get it. Yes, I was a bad you. listener. You're a
0: bad listener. I
2: was a bad you're a listener. Terrible in, listener. No, that's a bunch of bull crap. No, you're a terrible I was a listener. bad listener in this scenario because you're talking about your land and money and lost treasure and micro fish, which I like the micro fish because that's in the movies. That's okay. So just
0: so just I'm going to be meta for a minute, can I? Just to inform. Oh, please because go ahead. You're always meta. So I'm, I'm very gonna, meta. I love meta. I was, you hate meta. I had to cut out like 20 minutes of this podcast because (laughs) Gobby got bored. You're welcome. Listeners of literally talking about how, uh, just there's nothing like. Look, besides
1: Wait, that was 20 minutes. I feel like I've
0: really hurt your feelings. You
2: have. I'm sorry. I, I don't know.
0: D- d- I'm hurt.
2: No, I'm hurt. No, no. No, oh, I don't think I've ever hurt your feelings. But Jerry's really upset that I did not listen to the story. I'm, I, I'm I am incredibly upset. I'm hack. sorry. I didn't know it meant so much to you, no, and I'm sorry. I'm
0: just listen, okay? I'll
2: so literally, you. we recorded a bunch of stuff.
0: No, 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 no. I was tuned out. We didn't record a bunch of stuff. I talked to tell a very riveting story about buried treasure that happens to be on my land and gunfights and microfilm. And I doxed you and you cut that out, which makes sense because you don't want people treasure hunting on your land. I get it. And you wouldn't pay attention and you're drawing and you're not paying. Because you, I cannot (laughs) believe, I cannot believe. This is the man who calls me to tell me about
3: freaking...
0: Podcast about what's that improv? And I'm talking about actual interesting things. Well, so here's the
2: thing. So that, that goes into what makes us unique as people.
0: No, it doesn't. It <laughs> you does like
2: not. Buried treasure. I like improv. If you had made that story somewhat more humorous, maybe I would have been more engaged. That's insane. Enrique? Absolutely so, insane.
1: So, so, are you saying that you can only listen to things that are slightly get him, Enrique? Humorous in a in a certain way without it being well, not just humorous, serious? but tell him engaging.
0: Imm- tell him he's immature. Tell him he's immature. Well, that, it- I'm sorry.
2: Uh, okay, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't mean to interrupt you. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, he does mean to. <laughs> well,
2: I did. I did mean to. But he does I realized I did it, and now I'm apologizing. Please continue to he's speak. He's still interrupting. You.
1: But it. You did, you, <laughs> But if you're saying that we had 20 mi- minutes of you talking about buried treasure, you did a very long build up. 10 minutes. Okay, listen. <laughs> listen. Let me explain something. To you. <laughs> let me explain something
3: to you. Like 10 I'll
1: minutes. I'm going to explain something to you. Is a good oh, link.
3: Can, can, I, can,
2: I, can I tell you something here? Let me This I'm, I'm not going to deny there are people that would would be riveted by what you said. Riveted. It, I mean, you're talking about ghost towns and dead people and stuff on your land, old stuff. I hate that crap. But you read and I don't, Clustered. I'm, don't you talk about cloud Clustered? I'm just
0: saying, you read it's a similar thing. And that's a, that, oh, all right, first okay, off. Okay, well, hey, can I, he's can a I, professional can writer. I, can I bring up something? Maybe you should bring, bring up, up your up game. Something? Can I bring up something? I'm pointing out that it's very similar to something he writes. And that it is the, was. How yeah, did you say that? Yes. I agree. And it is one of the dumbest response ever to don't talk about somebody. That's stupid. That is a dumb uh, okay. response. Well, get, you're hurt
2: because we didn't like your I story. I am
0: hurt. <laughs> I, we've acknowledged that. Me and Enrique. We Erika, have acknowledged that. We and Erika,
2: that. Me and Enrique have both acknowledged we kind of
0: tuned you out. When I find that buried treasure, <laughs> <laughs> screw you. Right, here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pay. I'm going to give me a quality co-host. Dirt Pit, here you go.
1: Now I got a question. Uh, Clyde, it call, it call oh, cluster.
0: Clyde cluster. cluster. <laughs>
1: it, it was It was about a book, right? Yeah, <laughs> he writes a book. Okay, well, technically, Gabi's engaging himself and yeah. telling him
0: yeah gabby does engage himself <laughs> all the time that's all he's he does.
1: telling that story to himself by just reading okay, it real while quick. you're engaging telling him the story it's i'm gonna find to that very
0: treasure and it's gonna be me and matthew mcconaughey so here's
2: the thing and because you're over there doing the computer and i'm over here i have no idea where you actually stopped and then restarted the podcast
3: and- so i'm completely lost
2: and go. <laughs> <laughs> we're in the beginning. Nemesis Lockdown. Go, Jerry. <laughs> go, Jerry. Just this, this Matthew. Well, okay. So head. here's another. No- <laughs> How you been, Jerry? So we were discussing Barry- Jerry's <laughs> Matthew, ghost town. Matthew
0: would never interrupt
2: me. Jerry's ghost town lost treasure for quite a while. Oh, and I the whole time I'm thinking... When are we going to get to Nemesis so, so, Yeah, yeah. so
0: we had to cut out a lot of me talking about something incredibly fascinating that our listeners hey, will just have to hey, join the Discord. you know what? Make your own
2: podcast. All right.
0: No, well, I'm sorry. Jerry's was it 10 traces. minutes or 20 minutes? It was 10 minutes. Okay, it was 10 minutes. 10, maybe 15, 15 he lied. 15 on, 15 on the long side. Okay. Go ahead there, Jerry. Go ahead there. Yes, right we Wait, are finding. Jerry's I'm trying to because... Them. Come in here. Come in here. Her
2: name is Chardonnay, not shard. Chardet. Like a piece of glass.
3: Chardonnay, much like Chardonnay.
0: Can I ask you something? <laughs> what up? If I were to tell you a story about Clyde Custler, Clyde. the guy, the guy who writes these various books that you know, remember Sierra, the show with. Uh, S- <laughs>
2: he literally can't say anything with, right
0: with Matthew McConaughey. Sorry, I know I've seen the movie. Um, unfortunately, I have not heard of the yeah. author. Would you like for me to recount one of his books to you? No. Okay. What, what now? Instead <laughs> just of that. No. Just instead, no. I know, because he's stupid. He writes very oh, whoa, books. Oh, whoa, that's
3: not why I said uh, no. I said no because I don't have any knowledge. So it's like one of those things where I'm like, mm, I don't care, but I'll look it up later, that so, kind of thing. So
0: if you had the option of, we'll of me later. talking about Clive Cluster or me taking about ten minutes and explaining to you that I now own a ghost town, oh, a delicious. cemetery, and that there's a quarter million dollars buried in a safe, about thirty Feet from my house. What would you rather hear about?
2: No, if you had made that. No, stop, stop. No, 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 no,
0: no, 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 stop, stop, stop interrupting me. What would you rather hear? What would you rather hear? What would you rather hear? Huh?
2: Anything? It was like a twenty-minute
0: story, and it was
2: taking. What would you rather hear?
0: Because Ngabi, huh? Okay. Enrique
2: was doing as Hey,
0: what would you rather hear? So you're asking me if
2: you want to hear a story about old stuff? What
0: would you rather hear?
3: I feel like I shouldn't be a part of this argument. <laughs> <laughs> then leave, I'm, you're not going to support I'm me. I'm leaving. I, I can't support <laughs> you, Jerry, because I, I don't want to be... Um,
0: I am surrounded by ingrates and people who do not understand nor appreciate buried
2: treasure. I don't want, that I don't
3: now that want I did to be to subjective him. here, because Gabi's my best friend.
2: Well, that's true. You can't <laughs> help but be subjective, because... You don't like hearing long stories about old stuff. Go ahead. We should
0: probably just move on to Nemesis Lockdown. This has
2: been one of the greatest you're gonna to have to turn me back up or
0: I I've turned you. you up. I've turned you okay, as high. So as I this can. has
2: been one of the greatest podcasts that possibly no one will ever hear. Because <laughs> I don't I don't think I've ever I've never hurt Jerry's feelings. In all of our years of podcasting,
0: I have, I'm, I have no feelings. This is. This you don't have no feelings. I was trying to express <laughs> some interest
1: about, about you know, something that was very important. Yeah. I, I think he cut out. Like, cut out this the, is a first for me. I think. Like, he, I think Jerry's really hurt. I think he cut out the part where he just slams on your laptop. Like, no,
2: he did. He like smashed the stop button on recording it's and said, Are bar. you not interested?
0: Are you not entertained? And I was like, No, I'm not. I am so. Alright, not to be meta, but I did slap Please the laptop. We are always meta. I did slap the laptop and yell, are you not in your it You did. Like, yeah, it was because you were scribbling and not <laughs> well, I, I, I think I actually
2: there. see the fingerprints Look at on the space I filled in this whole corner just scribbling while Jerry was talking about his <laughs> buried treasure somewhere on his property. Okay. And I kept like jokingly, I was like, oh, where you live? And I said the name of his town and Jerry kept like getting really angry. He's like, stop doxing me. I'm like, but then he's like, there's a buried treasure somewhere. So then I I was like, oh, okay. So now I finally realize, oh yes, okay, he doesn't want people like showing up trying to like dig up gold somewhere. It is kind of interesting, like Clive Custer style, like it oh, is. there's some ancient buried treasure on Jerry's le- land of Ghost Town. I am but I am the Matthew way you, the way you went on with the story was rather boring. It to was me. building up. Do okay. you not like build up I need a
0: synopsis. I like I need look, I'm in the land of TikTok. You give it to me quick. I enjoy a long buildup. I like my stories long. And Slow Simmering.
1: And uh, I can appreciate that. And
0: you do appreciate that about me. I can you? appreciate but a appreci-
1: long buildup. What, does, what else do you
0: appreciate me, <laughs> Bepi Dan? Tell me.
1: But, but we're also trying to have us like, talk about Nemesis okay. <laughs> okay. as oh,
0: well. All right, all right, so. all right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, I keep hearing about Nemesis. What is okay? How
2: dare we talk about right. a board game right. on this
0: podcast? Okay, I get it. I get it. All right, I will Wait, say. Have I'm we a- discussed the two two bits and a knock or Okay, listen, listen. I'm just going to say this. Everybody, just stop oh, for a moment. God. Let okay. me say my piece. Let's we'll, take a breather. This we'll,
2: podcast has been crazy.
0: I'm going to go on to Nemesis, um, but let's let me th- just let me just say this. I would like for our listeners to just think back. And realize that I tolerated, and I say tolerated, that's probably the stronger word, Gabby reading from a newspaper article and pre-written <laughs> jokes regarding people dying in fecal matter two episodes ago, and also various other, I don't even know where to go in terms of what I have sat and paid rapt attention to from various newspaper articles or stories or puns or things that he has come up with, but yet... The one time, the one time I tried to tell a story about something that is real, something that could be interesting, (laughs) and yet this is where we're at. But that's fine, because this is going to help us segue into what I feel like is a very nice narrative game um, that we will now transition. I'm calm. I'm calm. Are you, okay. I've calmed that's down. As as calm down. I, I, I will admit I wasn't. I didn't hurt. mean
2: to hurt your feelings. You didn't hurt my feelings.
0: You didn't hurt my feelings. I did. You may uh, listen, it just it shocked so <laughs> <laughs> no, don't don't even get me. Don't even get me going. Don't even get me going. Don't no,
2: even no, no, See, no look, look. No, no, that's fine. no, 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 wait.
0: We're I love you. I know you do. I, I feel it. And I did
2: not mean to hurt your feelings by tuning you out and scribbling on my page as yes. you talked about this yes. very treasure. Because here... I yes. did that. You love history. Okay. I hate it. Okay. It's That's not- a stupid thing to say. But when people start doing like historical podcasts, I kind of tune out, which is weird unless they do like, oh, here's a weird quirky thing that happened, which the airfort Latrine Disaster... That's historical, right? And yet, sixty people died. In In experiment.
0: contrast, I listened to an eighteen-hour podcast by Dan Carlin on 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 right on Genghis Genghis Khan. So I just read about him. Did you know that one in
2: every two hundred men is related to Genghis Khan? Uh, you just uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Nemesis Lockdown by Adam Kwapinski.
0: Nemesis Lockdown, Jerry. I love you. Is a game. I just want that to be known. That is the sequel. Nemesis, some of us have Nemesis, (laughs) some of us don't. Arch Nemesis. Nemesis Lockdown took place on a ship. We played Nemesis Lockdown, which takes place on
2: Mars. Uh, You said Nemesis Lockdown takes place on a ship. Nemesis takes place on a ship. Nemesis Lockdown takes place on Mars. Go ahead.
0: Thank you for correcting me. I sit corrected.
2: I really love you. Like, you're one of my best friends. Nemesis Lockdown. And I hope that comes through on this podcast.
0: You play one of the various people in a underground facility that has been or is being invaded by various xenomorphs or alien type beings. In this game, you are exploring the base flipping hexagonal tiles to discover various rooms that allow you to do certain actions and abilities while trying to complete personal objectives. This game can be played co-op, semi-co-op, or just in a way solo or in the general way of playing the game for which you may be out to harm the other players. You're trying to find safe haven in this base and lock yourself down and wait for help. Or escape the base by either ejecting yourself into space via an escape pod or perhaps locking yourself in a secure bunker all while you're being chased by various blood sucking aliens. This game plays one to five players. It is very long, overproduced, and quite frankly, one of the funnest games I've played in a long time. It is because it allows the players to engage in a style of gameplay that is very similar to an RPG. Where, yes, it's quite heavy. It's quite complicated. But at the same time, if you have one person who I like to refer to as perhaps the jury of the group that will commit to learning the game and thus handling all the heavy lifting and the rules explaining so that the other players don't have to worry about all the minutiae of the game. God bless you. The rest of the players can just focus on saying, I want to do this. And that person can then just facilitate it, going, okay, well, now you need to roll this dice, and this happens, and this happens, and and so forth, and so on. The game is very interesting in what it tries to do, but it is heavily dependent on the players to wrap themselves up into this alien-type game, And really sort of just enjoy the journey. Because this game commits a few sins. Don't stop believing. Some of the sins are player elimination. It tries to rectify this by allowing when a first player gets killed, the game kind of speeds up a little bit by now facilitating the rapid movement to allow the players to exit the facility a little bit quicker. Uh, It also has some turns where you're just trying to barely figure out what you're going to do like like you're locked into an area and you need to go here but there's no real good choice so you're trying to figure out what should i do and then it kind of leads you down a path of i'm just going to have to just roll the dice and hope for the best and a lot of the game is based on dice whether it be your movement through the facility which is depicted by you rolling a dice and then seeing what little sound noise markers you place out there. And kind of like in a pandemic-style type thing, if you put too many noise markers in some area, a alien appears to kill you, and the combat is handled through dice rolls and cards and so forth. And An so
2: outbreak all. of aliens, you might say.
0: Yes. This game fascinated me. I always wanted to play it. It was too expensive. I didn't buy it. I happened to find it and bought it on a whim. At BGG. I don't regret it. I have enjoyed painting it. I'm sorry, Brian. I will get back onto Scythe. (laughs) Very sorry. My dearest apologies. You are next in line. I promise you. I will not forsake you. What about my Project Elite guys? Come on, Jerry. You can just burn. (laughs) (laughs) I love buried treasure in Oklahoma. I trust, Trust me. Anyways, this game was... Really good. Okay. I love Alien. I love Sigourney ah, Weaver. Sigourney. I love the name Sigourney. Sigourney. Nobody names their child Sigourney. Sigourney.
2: Sigourney. Like, who did that? Why? Who did that? Like, si- how? Why? How'd that even come about? Sigourney? Sig- like, they just threw up, like, a bunch of Scrabble letters and then let them fall, I'm- and Sigourney came out. You talk for- I've never heard of Sigourney- here, Besides Weaver, just, just listen in my life.
0: Just words go out of your mouth. You speak on this while I look something up. Something come to mind just now. Oh, hey. okay. So you're throwing it to me. I'm, this is me indicating with my hand gesture that now it's your turn uh, okay. to speak. Okay, okay. I'm
2: so upset and angry.
0: Do you happen to know how to spell Sigourney? S i g o u r n e y. My God, your your spelling ability. Is beyond that of a truck driver
2: When I was in 5th grade I won my curriculum contest Spelling contest of Mercurton County Thank you very much Please tell me more This is riveting Gold medal Gold Gold medal medal winner here I've been spelling good since I was 12 years old
1: and he also has the box in front of him, so I'm assuming that Do you
2: helps. think Sigourney Weaver is spelled on Nemesis Lockdown anywhere? Who knows? Maybe. No, it is not. They actually cannot even acknowledge that they got this game from aliens because their aliens are not even the same looking.
0: Uh, Go ahead. Stop. Go ahead. Stop. You need to know this. <laughs> yeah. You who purport to be of... Movie knowledge. Okay, go ahead. Oh. Sigourney Weaver was born one Susan Alexander Weaver. Susan? Her family moved to San Francisco briefly. Later, they mm. moved to Connecticut. San Francisco. I hate that game. In 1963, she changed her name to Sigourney after the character Sigourney Howard in F. Scott's Vic Gerald, the Great Gatsby. In her own birth name, Susan was in honor of her mother's best friend, explorer Susan Pretzelik. I don't know who that is. Su- uh, she
2: changed her name. So Susan B. Anthony could have been Sigourney B. Anthony. So she, wow. just, she just, Sigourney. She just did it. She's she like, just, hey, hey, I'm not Susan. I'm not. I'm not Susan. I'm Sigourney. Sigourney? Sigourney. I'm going to go Sigourney. <laughs> Nemesis Lockdown is one of those games, like Jerry said, without Jerry, I would never play this game. That's right. Never, ever, ever, ever in a thousand years would I play this game without a Jerry. Hey, Jerry, I'm putting you in a class of people. There's That's
0: people being... There's not many, Jerry.
2: <laughs> there's not many,
0: Jerry. Besides all the Germans. <laughs> but most of them died in fecal matter, according to our previous podcast. Erfurt. Erfurt. <laughs> <So,
3: laughs> <laughs> Remember
0: that guy on
2: The, uh, the Muppets?
0: Remember that guy, the that chef? The Swedish chef? <laughs>
2: So now, saw. Like-
0: did you watch the Muppets?
2: <laughs> you look like a Muppet.
1: Oh, thanks. Now nice, yeah, nice he's casting aspersions
2: yeah. upon you as a Muppet. I, I
1: remember a couple of the Talk movies I came out-
0: Favorite Muppet, go. Uh, Gonzo. You're wrong. Go.
1: Uh, you yeah, like it's been so long. i you like, are. Ms like, I'm a disgrace. Worthless.
2: Like, I can't cool. say I'm Co- a Gonzo guy because he's the funny guy.
1: Yeah, I can't say Gon- Co- I because funny. it's a basic.
2: I go funny in every situation, improv, whatever it is.
0: I'm Gon- just funny. There is no such thing as funny improv. <laughs> Gonzo, an absolute is an, idiot. An idiot. Did you like Robin Williams? He's not improv.
2: Are you? F-
0: no, he's not improv. That's not improv. Okay, you may have been angered before. That's not you're improv. fixing to anger me. Yeah, that's not improv. Sorry.
2: What do you think Robin Williams? Okay. The let, right
0: answer a- is Fuzzy Bear. Waka Waka the comedian? That Fonzie Bear is basically you. He has the same sense of humor. Waka Waka! Zoika Zoika! Very good. There you go. Thank you very much. But you don't like him. But Gonzo's funny. Gonzo's not funny. Gonzo is a tragic character.
2: (laughs) He is. I know. I don't disagree. He's tragic. I don't disagree. You know who but he is funny. He's He's tragically hilarious. But do you
0: know who my (laughs) favorite character is? (laughs) You know who my favorite character is? If you don't get this right, monster. I hate that guy. Favorite character.
2: Your favorite yes, character? Think. Think. Use your brain. Okay, I'm not.
0: Okay, you know
2: what? I'm not a big Muppets guy.
0: Beaker. Oh my <laughs> the god. The guy my we'll
3: find this guy. Oh my he god.
0: Because he's brilliant. Nobody else understands him. <laughs> and the other guy. <laughs> You relate to
2: Baker. I, I get do. it. Okay, and the guy that
0: was always bringing
2: the paper okay. Cast. I may be Fozzie Bear, but
0: I want to be Gonzo. <laughs> okay.
2: I freaking love Gonzo, especially in Muppet Tiny Town, Sigourney, Tiny Muppets,
0: whatever they were called. Sigourney, the name of the French origin meaning daring king. Look at Sigourney claiming that.
2: Look at her. Boom. You go, Queen. Even though it means king. Okay, Nemesis Lockdown. What is it? <laughs> Is that the game we're talking about?
0: I loved it.
2: Nemesis Lockdown. Let
0: Without ta- a can, can
2: I look who's interrupted now. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Without a Jerry, aka a person that knows the game, even knowing the game, still referring to the rule book. This was our first game. It's going to be one of those games. You're just constantly looking at the rule book to figure out what the crap is going on. It doesn't matter. If you or or a gaming group or a gaming person that can get into the theme of this game, basically aliens you're on Mars. And depending on your objective at the beginning of the game, you're given two objectives. One, basically you can cooperate. You work with the team or two, you can frack everybody. You're rooting for yourself. Generally. It's like you're trying to kill this person, be the only survivor type thing. When the first alien pops out, you have to choose which one of those you're going to go with and then discard the other one. In this game, I went the selfish route. My surprise, goal prize. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Surprise. My goal was to kill Enrique, <laughs> which is not this, far from the truth. This came about in a hilarious fashion in which I thought I had control of a certain room <laughs> that I <laughs> did not have control of. <laughs> And without playing the game, it's not even, you can't even hardly describe it. But basically, I thought I could vent Enrique out into space. He tried to but I chose the wrong room. I vented the room next to him. He opened the window. And Enrique's like looking out the window saying, Well, that's interesting. That room went out into space. And I'm like, oh, I thought that was Enrique's room. So I outed myself. I outed my objective very early. Which is hilarious. It's, it, was quite, it was humorous. That can happen in this game. Jerry, unbeknownst to himself, thought he had chosen the work along with everybody
0: objective, but he had actually kept the selfish corporate objective, which was to kill me. So so this game does, there's, there's, I'm always fascinated by rules and games, which to me are very, I say it's very obvious, but they're games that I feel like came about because of well done playtesting. So, obviously, every game I've ever played, here's your objectives, pick an objective, so forth and so on. And this game, it does something very odd, which stands out to me, which is you're given two objectives, but don't pick one right away. You play the game for several rounds until the first alien appears. And then when that first alien appears, now, since the game is kind of developed, you can pick one of these objectives. Which makes sense, because by that time, you have certain rooms probably discovered. Correct. So, you can kind of look and go, well, this is what's going on. And so... You have generally this personal objective, which can be quite vicious up to the fact of be the only survivor Mm -hmm. or a, you know, or another objective, like a corporate objective, be the only survivor or a personal objective. That's like, go here, get this egg, do this thing that really you're, you're, you don't need to worry about anybody else. Or even it might even connect with somebody else saying, be, have a buddy. You can't be the only survivor. Have somebody else survive as well. So. During the game, because I was so intense about trying to keep the rules lined out, when that time came to select an objective, I thought to myself, I'm always the guy. I'm always that guy. I'm always the backstabber. I'm always the guy who's aggressive. (laughs) I'm going to pick the get the egg, the queen egg, and get it off the planet. The community one. I'm not going to be vicious. For some reason, something happened. I don't (laughs) know. But during the, the talk, I discarded without looking... The card that I thought was the right one and then completely just proceeded to play for the next several rounds being the guy of like supporting Gobby. So it's like, oh, let's get on the elevator. I'll oh, bring the elevator up. Let's go down here. And then something occurred where Gobby did something, which was try to kill and <laughs> which generally is my move, which prompted me to be like, oh, OK, what was my objective again? And then when I flipped my objective up to my horror, it's like, oh, oh. I should kill everybody. And so this weird dichotomy took place where I legitimately thought for half the game, I'm trying to help everybody. And all of a sudden, I look at this card and go, <laughs> oh, everyone must die. Mm-hmm. And so poor Enrique, and to this game's credit, it it does what a lot of games like this want the players to experience, which is a story. hmm I love a game that naturally, because of how it, it just lays itself out, it produces a story. And just out of, uh, just off the top of my head, Robinson Crusoe is a game that produces a story. I really love that game. I never recommend it because it's too complicated. Star Wars Rebellion is one of the best two player games ever made. It produces a story. Zaya, also Legend of the Drift System, deep game, hard to find, excellent story. I laugh every time I think about it. There are certain games that just lend themselves to producing a story. I was really hoping Nemesis would be locked down, would be just that, and it did. Because when we selected our characters, Enrique picked a character that starts off in a different part of the system, and Enrique, for some reason, just out of just absent-mindedness, <laughs> didn't turn on the power generator, yeah. did nothing to help us.
2: Missed his objective.
0: And kind of just, no, to the point of, and now, all of a sudden, after he suffered so much, Gabi didn't inadvertently reveals i'm trying to kill you <laughs> which was <laughs> hilarity and then after gobby tries to kill enrique my comp- using computers to lock doors and cause stuff to happen enrique very uh, just cinematically just dies walking down <laughs> yeah. a corridor trying to get away from him so alien. i
1: basically beat up a teen preteen teenager and then Alien. A few yes. <laughs>
0: Let's
2: make that clear. A Zenith, not, a listen, listen. Keep what you do on the weekend to yourself. <laughs> and
1: then I just go down a couple corridors down. And then next thing I know, its father is right behind <laughs> it. just yes. yes. so, mass
2: murder me. So <laughs> so I Enrique. tried to vent Enrique, which you can do if you go into the this certain control room. You can lock a room down and vent the person if they have no actions left. At the end of the turn, it's a whole phase situation. That person would get basically cast into space, which is hilarious. I was unaware because of the iconography of the game. There are certain rooms that lead to these certain. uh, What was those tunnels called? The technical tunnels. Technical tunnels. I did not know what those looked like. I was unaware that the room that Enrique was in did not have a technical tunnel, and I said, "I'm going to invent Enrique's room." And they were like, why are you going to do that? And I'm like, I want him dead,
3: (laughs) which is
2: (laughs) well, Enrique's room did not have a technical tunnel. So I ended up just basically outing myself as to my objective which was very humorous. And we produced this story of like, I I invented the room next to Enrique. Enrique is looking at that room like, I wonder why God he vented that room all of a sudden. And I'm like, oh, I thought that's where Enrique was. Yeah. So I avowated myself very quickly as to my objective. And it really didn't affect my game because my objectives, uh, uh, each objective card has one objective or this objective. My first one was kill the number one player, which was Enrique or Simply be the last surviving character, which I ended up
0: being. Which and as everybody know, venting people is hilarious. Please refer to season one through four of Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> Battle <laughs> Galactica. <laughs> but. In this game, Enrique played the, like, survivor. What was it? The
1: lab rat. Lab rat.
0: So, this person who's already (laughs) injured. Gabi was the janitor. The art on this game is is
2: fantastic. Please. I love the grizzly beard. I was smoking a cigarette. And there's a character in movies that I cannot think of as the actor's name. But I just envision myself. I'm like, I'm just this old janitor. And I basically killed everybody. And made out alive, just being just old crusty van janitor. Right, because Fantastic.
0: I am the hacker, and so in this game, as we're running around at the very last, it basically boils down to Gabi has decided to start the self-destruct sequence of blowing up the base, and Gobby and I have completely ignored the fact that this base is burning down. So there's fire markers, quite like kind of like pandemic when things are just catching fire or flashpoint more.
3: Flashpoint more, like and it.
0: so. We're running through the fire, <laughs> racing each other for various ifs <laughs> in this very- You shut down the elevator. I so, couldn't use the elevator? So in what the smoothest move that I thought- was I'm going good. to vent this room and it let Gabi know I'm going to kill him. So I vent- I walk the room down to vent Gobby and I just look over him very sly. I'm like, Do you shut a you, I shut you close the, the door? I shut the doors, I'm like, you're going to die. And Gobby's like, well, I'm the janitor, and like I have the keys all the doors. So literally, somatically, <laughs> in our minds, it's like the door shut and I'm on like the PA system going uh, I'll see you later. You know, like, like thinking I'm and then Gobby just like unlocks the door I'm like, are you like, <laughs> I got a key, bro. And then the alien that's in the room with Gobby, he proceeds to piece together a flamethrower, shoot said alien, and scare the alien into the room with me. So now we're in this run where we're running from opposite directions. And as Gobby's running towards the elevator, I'm running into this other room. I activate this computer and I shut the power off to the elevator. and just look at Gobby like, gotcha. <laughs> it was
2: a good move. It was a good move. I really thought I was dead at that so point.
0: So now he's climbing up through the station and I'm running the long way around and we end up in this weird... Area where we're at the surface. It was and a Mexican standoff. No, that requires three people, oh, okay. and Enrique was already dead. <laughs> that joke was fire. Oh. Thank you for that. Um, either way, as we're running to the top of the of the of the of the building to get into the rover to get to the bunker, so that the base is about to blow up. It was a clank situation. Yes. of we
2: were just running for the
0: exit, and as we get to the top, Gobby be beats me there somehow. The janitor is just Her janitor, legit. That crusty old janitor is no problem so, with him. And as everybody knows, IT's incompetent. So as I'm <laughs> running with my hacker, I decide, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to run into the room where Gobby's at, and I hope I make a lot of noise. And I trigger an alien, and then maybe he'll just kill him. So as I pop into this room, I trigger it. I get the role I need, and now the alien's in the room with us. You pull from this bag and it is either from something from like an adult alien or a larva or a queen. And I'm thinking this is going to be a horror. And I draw the smallest <laughs> alien that has ever existed that I have no other cards because the actions of the game is you play a card, you do the card. And if it costs something, you discard the cards to equal that cost. So I have no other moves. And Gabi literally punches the alien to death. And the option is, now he gets into the rover, drives it to the base, and I'm in a room that's on fire. So, now that Gabi is secure, I decide I've got to do something. I search the room. I find a fire blanket. I put out the fire, and I'm in the launch pad, and I'm sitting here going, (laughs) all I have to do is wait. And if this token flips over, and it happens to be the, ah, your escape pod ejects, I'm going to win. And... To my horror, again, because I was so obsessed with the game, my hacker is able to have this information to look ahead and see what's going on. And I looked wrong. The last little shit in the game was the one that launched the pond that I was in and not this one. And because Gabi activated the self-destruct system, the base was going to blow up now. And the one that I flipped over was nothing.
3: And so, essentially, I'm sitting in the escape pod waiting for it to launch.
0: <laughs> Nothing launches. And the base blows up while Gabi drives a rover across the surface I, of Mars.
2: I had set off the auto-destruct. Yes, which was amazing. And so, then I was like, okay, so then I got to run out of here. And every then, it, like, all these aliens triggered. Fires were everywhere. This is amazing. This game. This is amazing experience. Was one of the most... Best thematic experiences I've had in a game, and you said it, since probably Star Wars Rebellion. I was just
0: about to ask you, the only other time I've ever seen you jump up from a table and run around with Star Wars Rebellion, and that was legitly, even though I was on the losing side, I remember that game of it being, I cannot believe I lost <laughs> this game. And I remember being just enthralled by the fact that as the Empire, I'm blowing up planets, and I've got you on the ropes, <laughs> and I just swipe out your fleet, and one X-Wing with Leia in it blows up the the Death Star, (laughs) and that's it, and you jumped up from the table and literally just ran around your house. Uh, It was absolutely, and so
2: I've discussed this in a podcast we have yet to release where we played an RPG called Ten Candles. We played it, and then we talked about it, but it's, uh, I don't know whether we're going to release
0: it. Release it, who
2: cares? We may release it just as a bonus episode.
0: Yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, and there's it, it, a it, it, bunch were, of people talking. You were in it. It's there's a
2: bunch what, of people talking. Well, people talk. This was a podcast But as far as, as far as games that bring about thematic elements, I have not been this invested, this excited. Now, I, I did say, I won. You won. So that, that really does help add to it because Enrique lost, he was out. He died. Enrique, how did you feel as a person that died in this game, watching the rest of it unfold?
1: I still love you. Okay, like, I, was- I love just I punched an See, alien. For me, I feel like that
2: would, that would <laughs> suck. You did, I, and that's the thing. Like Enrique actually killed several aliens. I killed several and then ran several off. It this game was freaking
0: amazing as
2: far as theme.
0: May I remind you that. Twilight Imperium, our first Twilight Imperium game. Enrique chased your, uh, Yes, yes, you yes, yes. And yet you still enjoyed that I, game. I ranked that very high after that. And so it, it really is just, it goes to show that a game that will tell a solid narrative and give an experience, you can forgive some of the flaws. And the, f- the flaws in this game is that player elimination, which it tries to settle by moving the game along a little bit quicker and the fact that really a lot of it is just rolling a dice and it being a little bit random but at the same time it is the, not only the artwork so somebody somebody really does somebody knew what they were doing on the artwork uh, it's amazing the game designer which from what i understand the first nemesis was a little more complicated than lockdown i did not have any issue with this game and i i will compliment the rule book it's good the rule book is well done so
2: just watching you look through it
0: was daunting. I know, for me. I know it was daunting, but for, for somebody who goes through a lot of rule books and, and really enjoys when somebody's on their game, mm-hmm. whoever wrote this rule book. I will say like whenever. They, yeah.
2: Whenever like something occurred like, oh, this happened. Jerry was able to go to that very scenario there, and find it. There was only
0: one time where I was gripping about. Oh, I don't know what this does. This mean th-? and and then I found it. It was the doors. The doors. Like, where is this door? Does it mean this? And it's oh, there it is. I never got on B. Do I? do I have to get on BGA or look up another rule or ask BGG. a question? Yeah. No. <laughs> this this was clear, concise. Okay. Not only was the rule book good, the references were good. The player age was good. This game, somebody who is a gamer, who was who very, very irritated about the fact that sometimes <laughs> you make a complicated game and it's very nebulous and people go, Oh, what about this or what about that? No. So whoever did this rule book They've played games. they played games. This is somebody who was really irritated. Adam Kwapinski. Good good on you. Whoever edited this. I don't know. They, they often will put the rule book off mm-hmm. on somebody else who can convey the information in a way that's like, this is it. That's Hire this man. Whoever wrote that rule book. They did an excellent job. And and the fact that that, art, that artwork was- Underwater great. Cities type level. I'm telling you, I love Underwater Cities. Uh, uh, the rule, rule book's book. very concise. And I'm telling you, the artwork on this is
2: fire. And here's the thing. Jerry painted the minis. Those those minis were fire. They're gray. I love them. But if you can just paint these minis, it's utterly fantastic. uh, This game. It's great. (laughs) We play several games. And and this is a discussion I had with the RPG, which I guess I need to release. You do. We play Guild of Merchant Explorers. We play San Francisco. Those are just your basic board game, your Euros, your Roller Rides. When it comes to thematic, I guess Ameritrash, which is a term some people don't care for, but that's the predominant term. When it comes to this thematic theme, Ameritrash, I I, I got even in RPGs, I get more invested. I can love this. Way more than just a dry euro. So like hi- it, like Nemesis Lockdown <laughs> is probably automatically in my top ten, Good and I got to figure out where it's at because this is an experience that hit home for me. I had more fun. I loved it, and just cr- the creating of the story just. My God, I just, I haven't had an experience like this since Star Wars Rebellion, which ironically wasn't in my top 25, but I need to remember what I've said here recently uh, when we played the RPG of like, you just don't get experiences like that from
0: dryuras. I'm trying to think of a, in terms of narrative games, games that like produce a story that I'm going to remember, Twilight Imperium. Nemesis, Zaya, of course, Star Wars Rebellion, I'm trying to think of another one off the top of my head. but but this level of game that allows the players, since I would describe us as not really being RPG type people. No. We don't play a lot of RPGs. It's not really our thing. But these board games that skirt the edge of like, Yes, this is still a board game. Yes, here's all these rules. Yes, you can't just make stuff up and just throw some dice and go down narratively. Here are the rules, but it will let you tell a story. It will produce something quite hilarious in our playing of it, but also very interesting. This this Rarely, rarely have I seen something like this crop up, and I am very pleased with this game. And it's very sound mechanically. It, like, it, once Jerry read the rules, like... Jerry
2: had to consult the rules for lots of other stuff, but basically on my turn, I have two actions, and to do those actions requires cards. If you're going to do this action that's worth one point, you have to play one card. If you're going to do this action that's worth two points, you have to play two cards. It's very, what, Race for the Galaxy type of thing like that. Like you, your cards
0: are your actions. Like you, yeah. you have to pay for your yeah. action in cards. It, and it makes sense because in the rooms, there's actions that you can do, and but it's all spelled out. Yeah, like, it's like, all on the cards. Like if I want to search this room, it's on my card that says
2: search. You play that card, you search. If I want to move from this room to that room, it's on my player board. Move costs you one action. One action is one card from your hand. It's you just, play that
0: card. It's very... I, yeah. And
2: There's some fiddly bits. that That's where I leave that to the Jerry's of the group, where they've read the rule book, and they know, okay, so now we've ended this phase. Now we go through this list of things. This happens, this happens, this happens, this happens. Like, the event phase of this game, to me, was fiddly for me. It, not fiddly. That's not
0: the proper term. Complicated. It seemed very complicated, but that... Boy, that player aid and once you do it a few times and you kind of know this game does it It, it, it uh, before I'm, I'm going to pass it over to Rike here to ask his opinion here in a second but what I was going to say before I get off on this tangent is that simply and I will compare it to movies where you have these mainstream movies that are cookie cutter and it's the same cliches and the same people and it's the same thing that you've always seen and then you go watch this independent movie that you've never heard of that's with no name people, and it's like, what in the world did I just watch? This was amazing. I wasn't expecting this. It's very frustrating to me when I see big companies and things of that nature that that put out the same old thing, just reskin, reskin, reskin. But yet, Nemesis, which was produced by it's produced by um awaken realm, awaken realm. So it's a it's a quality company. They make big stuff. But it's obviously that they took this game took the designers' vision of it and said, okay, what do you want to do with this? And they put all their knowledge and the things that have gone wrong in the past and said, this is what you need to avoid. This is how you do a quality rule book. These are the components that people will want. This is how you do a Kickstarter. And these minis, which I enjoy painting, these were, yeah, I'm not a good painter, but I enjoy painting just, just it's it's very therapeutic this needs to be their scythe the, they need to like
2: this is their game sh- yeah this they should push this they make offshoots of it different variations of it like this is their I,
0: thing i have read that of course they say you don't need to own both both like the nemesis the original is, mm-hmm. is a little slightly more complicated and convoluted and that they kind of fixed it and, you know all the little mm-hmm. fiddly stuff in, in nemesis And they always say you don't need to own both. People, from what I can tell from the reviews of the people who own both or have played it, they tend to lean towards more lockdown. But this style of game of here's this thing, players play and can compete or do the objectives and survive and it tells a story. We need more of this. Mm -hmm. We need more of this type of of storytelling. And I, I'm not sure exactly what I'm trying to say in connection with that, but this is this. this it always lends itself to this very strict... Not this. well.
2: It's like the Twilight. You said the Twilight
0: Imperiums, the Star yeah. Wars Rebellion. They're big
2: games that have these thematic elements. This is this is what I would say. We we have me and Jerry have discussed in personal phone calls to each other. <laughs> we make a lot of personal phone calls. We sometimes we have made the mistake of rating games just generically. I give this game a ten. Here's the thing. Yeah, you suck it. We're that. gonna. Uh, I'm gonna stop doing that because that sucks. It Here's the suck. reason. This game, Nemesis Lockdown, thematic enjoyment wise, I give it a ten. Rules barrier wise, I would not touch this without Jerry. That's the thing. I I I could not touch this. Uh, Component-wise, a 10. That's a good game. Gameplay-wise, there's some fiddly elements that I would give it a lower amount thing. So it's like you combine all this crap. So how do you rate a game like that? You can't. You can't. You just have to go level by level components, theme, gameplay, all this crap. So giving it an overall generic point system... Now that we've talked about it, I've thought about it. That just, uh, it really can't do it for me.
0: This came from a conversation we had regarding Avatar. Correct. So, so Gobby rated the new Avatar movie like a seven, Mm -hmm. but in his same ramblings to me talking about it at at a different time, said something regarding that. There's no story. Didn't like any of the characters. And it was just the visual experience. And I go, well, that's fascinating. You didn't like any of the characters. You didn't like the story. But you've rated it a seven, so obviously the, the experience, the visuals, meant so much more. So how do, you, how do you figure that? And we had this conversation because this is something I always lock myself into is what do you weigh? What's, what, what is it that you value? So in this game Nemesis, uh, it, it, as in most board games, I do feel like the components, the artwork, the presentation... The ease of the game, how you learn it, the rule book—that's part of that presentation, and that affects it. I have played some games that were just ugly and had horrible rule books, and it does—it it sucks it out of you. It it affects your enjoyment of the game. The artwork matters, the theme matters, but overall, if it was just here's the function of the game, move these cubes around, and it be nebulous, there's tons of games. That do that, that work, that the mechanisms work, but they don't tell a story. So this idea about Nemesis and, and Gabby's point regarding how one would rate this game and say this is something you should buy. Number one, if you're a type of individual that likes dry Euros and that's what you enjoy and that's you know pushing cubes, I'm the same way. This is probably a game that you're not going to enjoy. If that is all that you focus on and this is this is not something that I'm going to rave about and say you need to go pick up. If you're a Maritrash player, if you like painting minis, if you like games that tell a story, if you're not afraid to sit down and read a rule book and watch a video and go, okay, I'm going to get together five people and have this probably four to five hour game. When you include the instru- you know, the teaching on it and have this epic game. If you're a Twilight Imperium type group that you really enjoy those experiences, Nemesis Lockdown is a game you need to own. just straight up. So along those lines, and
2: we will throw it to Enrique here shortly. He's looking at his phone right now. He's looking now. at he's his he's phone. Looking at he's anime. probably on i funny right now. I was How thinking you as know? as you, <laughs> as you look were, at
0: that all the time.
2: <laughs> as you were speaking, I was thinking.
0: I think, I'm glad you were not I, paying I, I, attention.
2: I was, I was scribbling, but I was also hearing what you said. Mm.
0: I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> I see, I see you, you, and I hear you.
2: And I hear you. We attempted to play Cuba Libre at BGG Con Spring. I would say the rule set for that was similar to this. Really? Uh, as not the rule reader. Oh. But my thing is the presentation is so different. The theme is so different. I have. <laughs> Cubra Libre, I have. I bought it. It's in my collection. I thought I wanted to learn it. Jerry attempted to teach it, but I don't know if it's the cubes, the theme, what. But to me, this seems just as complicated. But I love aliens and I love well, the minis. Like- how would you compare
0: this to something like Cuba Libre? As far as here's here's the thing, and this is what this is what traps people, and it, it especially traps people like yourself. So you're the leader of an insurgent group, and you need to manage your money, your resources, moving troops. You don't have a clue. You can't put yourself there, like. It's so nebulous. It's right. so it's so eagle-eyed. It's so from the top down that it's like, I don't know. But when someone says, Okay, you're the survivor in this lockdown space station and there's aliens, immediately. Every movie you've ever watched, mm-hmm. every book you've ever read, every dream you've ever had. Everything you've ever kind of played around video game, it all rushes in. And so it's like, okay, so I just, I I, I know what to do. I'm going to move to this room. I can put myself in that road you, easily. You, and it makes sense. And so when a game, what a game will do, that to me, no matter how complicated it is, and I, I love this when this makes sense. And I've seen this in a lot of games where it's a narrative-based game where it says, you need to do this. And I think it was Matt Leacock who said, talking about how when he would do um, do playtesting, he would only give the very generalized rule of a game of saying, this is what you need to do. And then the players would set up, and he would just sit and take notes, and he would say that when players would sit and they go, he wouldn't tell them all the rules. He would just say, okay, so you're, you're, you're fighting a virus, and these are your people, and here's your special power, and here's your special power, and then you're going to fight this virus. So you play the game, you have so many actions, do that. When players would have a question... They would say, so, wait a minute, how do I travel? How do I go from here to here? He would ask, well, what do you think you should do? And they would go, well, I uh-huh. guess, I guess, I, well, obviously I'll travel adjacently, but I can't just go as far as I want. Do I discard cards and for every card I move a space? Or, well, this card has Argentina on it. Can I discard that car and fly to Argentina? He would ask the playtesters, what feels natural? And he would note what felt natural. And so the more time that would be play tested, he had a good feel of the mass majority of people think, well, obviously you're going to move to adjacent areas, but also I might want to be able to discard, discard, and jump over here. He would write and make the rules that way. How do the people intuit this rule? They make it up in their mind. You're playing a game like Nemesis. I want to go to this room. Okay, go to that room, but you got to roll dice for noise. Okay, so I rolled this dice. I have no idea what this dice is. I've never seen it, but I rolled the dice and it has a one on it. Oh, this quarter has a one on it. So what does that mean? Oh, well, that means the the noise token that you made. You made noise. You put that there. Oh, okay. I don't have to read you that section of the rule book. Mm -hmm. It just makes sense. Well, I'm in this room. This room says there's a computer here and activate this. So there's, can I do that? Well, yeah. Well, how do I do that? Well, there's a two on it, so you have to discard two cards. Oh, okay. It makes sense. If you never touched that rule book, which neither of you did, Mm -mm. you still played the game with a very quick explanation because you know what a person surviving in this space station or underground bunker trying to get away from aliens. What am I going to do? I'm going to move here. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to. And and this is the, the key mechanic is. This is free. This costs a card. This costs two cards. That's the game. That is what I like. Intuitive. It is intuitive that I don't have to go, okay, I want to vent the room. Well, you have to roll this dice, and you have to do this check, and you have to do this thing, and you have to do this. That's so I, have- I was going to say. But so, like, no.
2: each room, each room in this game has a whole different set of rules that you will have to consult a book for. But the actions to get to that room, to activate that room, to fight whatever... Are very basic, very similar,
0: and very intuitive. Like I you have want two actions. Yeah, that's what you do to do them. Which is what I appreciate, and it's obvious that somebody play tested this game to death with a bunch of people who all watch aliens and aliens and game over, man, and said, "What do you think you need to do?" Well, I, uh, what do you think the rule should be? Well, if I roll this dice, there should cause noise, mm-hmm. and it's that simple. And that's what I like about when I play a game that obviously the agenda wasn't to make a game that's cookie cutter and that it works. It was to make a game that was intuitive for the players and was cutting away all the fat so that you could just have a very streamlined narrative experience. Yes, it's very heavy, but once you get there, you're there. We could box this game up in a year from now. Open it up, lay it out. I could briefly go through the rule book, and we could play the same game. We 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 because it makes that much sense once you get over that hump. You just need somebody to get through the rule book, watch one video, and you're good. So that's that's to me is is it. Rarely have I played a game again that that is this narrative, and I don't regret buying this game. It was on a whim. It's something I have looked at for quite some time, and quite frankly, I bought this game. With the purpose of, I hadn't painted minis in a long time, and I needed a reason. And I had moved, and I wanted a game that was something that would get me back to painting, and something that would get me back to solo gaming. Motivation, you might say. No, not motivation, because I I needed something that was like, "This is a game that I know we are going to want to play." Uh I'm not going to be able to say, "Hey, Gobby, I bought this. That's not that. Like, why did you buy that?" Like saying, no, I bought Nemesis. Okay, well, we, we want to play that. Let's set a date. That date's going to make me learn the rules. It's going to make me set it up. I soloed the game. Didn't like it. Oh, okay. Didn't like it solo. Do you play multi-hand? Like there's three different players? Nope, play nope, all of them? nope, One guy. Get out of the oh, base. Don't like it. Because okay. the key component is the, the mechanics of the game aren't that great.
2: <laughs> okay, so it's just the interaction. Yeah, the, the mechanic thing.
0: of the game is not that great. This is this is literally if you are a that's why I'm I got you prefacing this with if you're a Euro player and your mechanics aren't that great. And it's it's fine. It, it works. The game is very functional, but okay. it's not the mechanics that make it wonderful.
2: Enrique, yes. words.
1: Are you here? I guess he's been I, here the
2: whole time. He's, are you guys, he's very patient.
1: Like you guys have covered. Everything, I'm pretty sure.
2: <laughs> I have nothing, you have nothing to say. I have nothing to say. So How you was your experience as the first person killed and expelled from this game? Even guy?
1: though it was very short, and I would like to play again to get a longer experience. We need Bubba, but I very much enjoyed the game. I could still. tell you were enjoying it. Why did you enjoy the game? Just because it's just I was by myself, mainly, I was down there by myself doing whatever I needed to oh. do. And it was,
3: myself.
1: I was making a lot of poor, poor choices. You and made, a I,
3: s- <laughs>
2: made a lot of poor choices. I made a lot of poor Those choices. I tried to vent you out there a lot.
1: And I was trying to figure out how to get myself out very quickly.
0: And it's strangely that you stayed at the very bottom level. And as <laughs> soon as you tried to go up the stairs, you died. You never
1: left the bottom level. I was going to explore that entire bottom level. And you
0: almost did, except the one room that you desperately needed you didn't find. Uh,
1: He was one step away. I was going to go in that room, too. But I saw it was in a corner, which would have screwed me over.
0: Nobody puts baby in a corner. Plus, you had almost been vented several times. Yes. My bad, bro. Vented. (laughs) Can can I say, real quick. You can. We give you permission. (laughs)
2: Painting minis. I
0: love it. Except if they're the brilliance.
2: <laughs> if if you can <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sorry, Brian God. Aldrich,
2: he will paint your side minis at some point. I promise. He's swarth bound. Swarth. Arnold Swarthenagle. Arnold Swarth <laughs> Jerry had painted like it is so much more thematic. God. As opposed to just... If we had just had... I don't... And that's another thing. Like, everything to this style of game adds to it. If they had been all just gray I would minis, have lost
1: my character.
2: I don't know that I would have cared so much. But Jerry had painted these so viciously. I was vicious. I, like, the queen was legitimately... Sc- like... <laughs> just... I'm Just thinking about it, I'm like really getting... Like, my
0: God, Jerry, you did a fantastic I got, job. I got in trouble painting these minis. How so? So, so I I I had recently got my kids into painting minis. Oh no! So I have had several just cheap minis I've purchased, and I'm like, I want my daughter who really is into the crafting and things of that nature. She's gonna paint Brian's minis, isn't she? <laughs> oh yeah. Well, so I I was like, hey, I need you to 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 like, can you prime these doors? It's like you just slap primer on them for me. It's all I need. Okay. And so she does that, and I'm like, oh, okay. So can you can I'm gonna show you how to mix paint? So I mix up some gray. Can you paint these doors for me? You know, all the various. Min- and so as we're sitting here painting, we are actually going through talking about stuff. And and I'm painting these aliens. She's like, I won't paint one of them aliens. I was like, well, yeah, I'll show you how. To so I'm like, I'm trapping her into painting, and I'm mm-hmm. like, so this is how you dry brush. And da, 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 da. and so after we get done, I like have these, and I'm I'm looking online and finding different pictures of how other people paint them. When I get to a point, I'm like. This is the point that I really enjoy, which is the detailing of them, which is the, the flocking of the base and the putting stuff that like, that you stand out. And it's like the blood and the things and the goo and whatever you want that kind of like draws the eyes. And so I buy a lot of technical paint that's from, um, Citadel paint and they do these technical line of paint. So it is literally paint from the 40K universe that it has all these weird names. And one of my favorite is the technical paint for the blood that you paint that has this weird resin type feel for it. And it looks very neat. And it's called Blood for the Blood God. Mm-hmm. That's the name of it. And so Kay is over there and she says, hey, what do you, so we're going to paint this? And she's like, that's cool. I was like, yeah, so here's what you do. Just paint this door with blood. Just paint it. With with stuff and make it look really nasty. She says, "What's this paint called?" I said, well, it's it's, it's blood for the blood god." It's weird, it's super weird. <laughs> so just but paint it, just paint. It. So she's sitting there painting stuff, and so later, just a sprinkling. So water. I'm at the dinner table, and here's all these, and I'm just putting <laughs> stuff on there. And Kay comes over, and, and here comes my wife, and she just pops over. And it's like, "What are you doing?" Kay says, "I'm I'm I'm putting some I'm putting some blood on this, guy. So this is blood for the blood god." <laughs> <laughs>
3: and, uh, and, uh,
0: and she just said, "My wife's like, what?" She says, "Oh yeah, you got to put some blood on this door here. See, this is pull of blood." And I'm like, "Oh, okay." And easy, see, my wife easy. says, "What do you do?" I, like, <laughs> I said, "I this is, I like honey. Look, look, they need to know." <laughs> it's like sometimes, and so it was very, it's very, and so I, I it, it got me back into this because it's like I like painting weird, just anything, mm. just just anything, and it, it's nice to paint. And, Kay, like, specifically, my daughter asked me, like, I want to paint something that is. She's like, I need more blood. Well, she was asking for something that was, I forget she asked for something very specific. And I told her we get on miniature market and find, you know, when they go on sale. Because you can just buy these random minis of various things. But it's, like, the principle of how you paint a mini. And I, my minis are not, I'm not good. Mm. Like, every time I paint a mini, I'm looking online and I'm finding these people who are professional. And I'm going, I'm going to try to paint like that. And I can't do it. But when I get, but I'm so past that whole of being self-conscious and just trying, I just want it done. Because when it's that just nasty gray, it's awful. So anyways, that's that's what I would say to people. And so Gobby, yes, he just stepped outside because he had to go to the bathroom. Okay. Anyways, So he ran out of the room very suddenly because as you may not know, but as men get older, mm-hmm. urgency Bladder incontinence is a thing.
3: Okay. It's nothing
0: to be ashamed of. It happens. Shame? Shamed. There we go. Shouldn't be. No shame. Okay. We don't shame on this podcast. This, Sometimes. This particular episode's gone for, this episode's gone for like an hour and a half.
1: Yes. Almost two and hours. And we cut out 20 minutes about so, my,
0: my treasure. But that's okay. I'm not angry about that.
1: I feel like we could come come across that again one day.
0: One day. Not Today today. is not that day. But when Gabi edits this episode, he'll no doubt listen to this part, and he'll realize that I had a topic of something that I want us to do. And you're going to have to be a part of this. Okay. I want to do – so traditionally, this time of year, we always do our top ten. Yeah. And every year, we always did a top ten. So this – we're getting close to the time where we generally do our top ten or what we did last year, which was, was a top 25 or whatever. I actually would like to try something a little bit different because I've had some various variety of things take place here recently. I would like for us to do what we used to refer to as a Bubba Top 5. I would like for us to do a Bubba Top 10, meaning oh, yeah. that you do a top 10 list of things that you just liked this year. It doesn't have to be board gaming related, just top 10 things, not in any particular order of... Any random thing you enjoyed from a video game to a movie to a hobby you've taken up to a book you've heard to something that you just want to do that's random. Because I think that variety, number one, especially when it comes to board gaming, one can get very locked into this one hobby. I think it's important to kind of spread your wings a little bit. So I think we need to piece together our top ten Whatever. I would say
2: it making that a Bubba Top Five plus five other things. I don't want do to do the Bubba Top Five. Bubba Top Five is confusing. I don't like having to pick out the art of a board game.
0: Yeah, I don't like that. That's why I just say top ten of whatever.
2: But that can be a basis of what we choose though. So it's like games. Whatever. Books,
0: just whatever. Top ten, whatever. One. You just do whatever you want. A top ten whatever. Top ten yes. whatever. Not not meaning that you pick a top ten of a subject you pick. It,
1: it's just basically top ten of one. things that you have greatly enjoyed within the year.
0: Yeah, just something. It doesn't have to be in order either. It's, it's like, just
1: ten things. It's like, hey, I completed this game, like Scattershot ten, could.
0: just something.
2: Buckshot ten. Go yeah. ahead, Andrea. Sorry. But
1: but yeah, it can be anything. It could be like, oh, hey, I finally completed a game that I stopped playing two years ago, and gotcha. I finally completed because I was stuck on this level and I got frustrated. You
0: uh, finally be- you you beat Minecraft. Just say it. You beat Minecraft. <laughs> no, I
2: won't say it. Whatever. He beat the cannon
0: level on Super Mario Bros. <laughs> the cannon level.
2: All the cannon heads coming at you. That was a tough one. <laughs> that was it. was tough oh. <laughs> you've forgotten what nineteen eighty nine was like, haven't you?
1: Please. Look at you with your place of privilege te- from two
0: thousand twenty three.
1: Teenage well,
0: mutant ninja turtles. I was doing all the battletoads. I was legit. Mega Man was tough. Mega Man didn't hold nothing to me. I loved Mega Man. Mega Man was good, but it was tough. It wasn't tough. I hadn't met you know why? It's easy to be, play Mega Man when you a Sigma Man. <laughs> when you a Alpha Man. You know Alpha. what I'm saying? But Alpha. I don't want you to know. Mega Man. That's a that's a vitamin. Oh my apologies. I'm telling you for right now, causing. this episode's gone long. And I don't know why. You know why
2: it went long? Because of your long story that got redacted and then cancelled out and then overtold. Because I'm Sigma. I don't even know what that means. I'm
0: that's above alpha. Is Sigma above alpha? Yeah. you know that. I don't know. I, swear. Greek. I don't you know Greek. You don't know nothing. I don't know Greek. You know this you don't know the salad. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> yeah making that's what Sigma males do. We belittle people. <laughs> If you a sigma male, you belittle people. You make them feel worthless. Mm, that I don't way, it makes you feel better.
2: Because you're a salad Because uh,
0: i that that Stilton. Are you okay? You, yeah, you he was just over there, like,
1: calculating. You're calculating he was
0: what? Calculating. He? You look like you about His to pass eyes out. Were no, closed, and he
2: was like in a
1: trance. What are or you something. doing? I was just calculating. What are you, what are you calculating? calculating? Just like how many years I've been playing video games. How Forever. many? Yeah, forever. How
0: what many? The, stop. What's the first game you remember playing? Sly Cooper. You are. Wait, what? Sly Cooper? Yeah, Sly Cooper. On PlayStation 1. 2. 2. I don't even. I've never heard of that game. Uh, well, it's because you're old. What's your first game?
2: Uh, well, okay. Speaking of old, Pong. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, the battle Tanks on Pong where you boom. Yeah. Now we. I'm. I'm. The ice. The ice racing games on the pong thing where you had the little controller and you had a little race car and he was on ice and did he you could drift. It, did you have the, the joystick
0: or did you have the little twist? I had thing. the little twisty knob, I like the twisty knob. It was cool. So we had. We. Now I'm. I'm torn because my mother won a Nintendo when it first came out. There was a drawing at Walmart, so we had a skateboard game, duck hunt, and Super Mario Brothers. So I remember the Mario brother. I remember Mario Bros. Mm -hmm. being the first, but I'm pretty sure, I I think the first game was actually Joust, where you fly on the ostrich, and you Joust on the Atari. Well, I I didn't have an Atari.
2: My friends had an Atari, so I played the classic Pong, Pong, Pac-Man, all that stuff. My first console I owned was the Nintendo. Right. Because I went to my friend's house, I played Super Mario, and my brain was blown away.
0: I regret... I had the original Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear, and could not. There was like a. I That's like PlayStation, right? No. No. Metal Gear Solid? No. No. Where's
2: was that the, OG
1: Nintendo?
0: OG Nintendo, yes. What Metal
1: Gear Metal Solid? Metal
0: Gear. If you're not the Metal Gear,
1: like, uh, I know Super
0: it. Nintendo, maybe. No.
1: No.
2: That no. was on the OG Nintendo.
0: Hang on one.
2: We one. need Trevor Franklin for a retro blist podcast to figure this uh, one out. No,
0: you don't. You just look at it right there. Metal Gear NES. I had that. The guy off of Aliens Two, which they stole his likeness. That game was awesome. It was released
2: for the system in Japan and parts of Europe in 1987.
0: 1987, wow. baby.
2: That was legit. Old school. Okay, I did not play that. Yeah, it's, bet you did. I played. You're too busy playing I played, Siphon Filter. I played. Ooh, no. Siphon. Yeah. Yes. Ramirez. Ramirez. Yes.
0: I loved me yes. some Siphon Filter on PlayStation. I made a joke the other day by uh, kids. So, I oh, okay. I bought them a Wii. Because I want ball, basically. Your kids, my kids, okay. I have children, I procreate, and so we. They one of the like eBay. I end up buying the Smash Brothers. I've never played Smash Brothers. I, I haven't had, either. I have no idea, but it has all the NES people mm. on there, all the all the Nintendo people. Mm. So my son is playing, and his favorite character is Snake. Snake Pliskin. Snake Metal Gear. Oh, and so he's and then he's playing, and he goes, "Who's Snake?" Cause he knows Mario. He's like, is Snake in a game? And I'm like, yeah, he is. And it's like it's above your age range. It's above your age. Yeah, none of these days. And my little kid. And she's like, who's this pink guy? I said, that's Kirby. Is he in a game? I was like, yeah, he's in a game. And I felt like slowly, I'm like Kirby was like Q bird level, Q- wasn't he? Q- no, he was in-, 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 in yes, he's Super Nintendo. Kirby was. And so the- then it came out Star Fox. I, ha- I so you can get emulators and things of that nature. But I had the old Star Fox still on like the DS. I'm like, you have to play Star Fox because I am a big Star Fox fan. And so it just dawned on me how big of a gap there is where they have no idea who these people are, like who these characters are. And literally one day Jack is telling me he unlocked this blue guy. And I'm like, I got to see who you're talking about. It's Sonic the Hedgehog. And I'm upset <laughs> because there's been movies recently. Uh-huh. We've not watched them. I was like, you don't know who Sonic is? I hear they're good,
2: even though I haven't watched them either. I
0: was like, that was... And I'm trying to explain who Sonic the Hedgehog because I used to read the comic books. I read these Sonic... Archie
2: Comics produced
0: those. Yes, they did. They were not great. (laughs) They were not great. And they were, quite frankly, just kind of... They got to a point, they were so boring, they had to, like, jump the shark a little bit and kill off... Spoiler alert, like, the major villain. Like, they went deep pretty quick. Wow. And, uh, yeah... And so it's weird where you have all these things that you know about that's just you think is commonplace.
2: Well, Contra and Metroid, weren't they similar style yeah, like side-scrollers? Con- Contra
0: was rough.
2: I liked Contra. Was that with the two guys that yeah, would jump? jumping. You out, what like, was it between Metroid? Was it not the same Metroid, thing?
0: Metroid, yeah, similar. That, I th- always whole, get Metroid and Contra confused. That whole side-scrolling thing where something shooting at you. They did that. That's like something now. Like, is it Cup? You don't know PC game, but Cuphead.
1: Oh yeah, I know Cuphead. That's
0: very popular. They brought back that genre of side-scrolling thing. They brought back River City Ransom. If you've not played River City Ransom,
2: I've not played River City Ransom. If you don't
0: know playing two-player and picking your friend up and using him as a weapon. <laughs> you don't know, like, literally throwing him over <laughs> people. <laughs> thinking, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, River, yeah. Yeah.
3: How long
2: is this episode?
1: Uh, almost well, two
2: When hours.
0: I edit out everything interesting that I said, probably be twenty minutes. But all What's your it at right puns, now? it's an hour and a half. We need to shut this off. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. This is a long episode. Well, it's a long game we played. We was should a good lock game. it down. It was worth it. Three. Moraga <laughs> saying Bobby, Call back to the title. Uh, that was harsh. I'm very sorry. I hope it hurt you're your feelings because you hurt me so freaking deeply. I've already apologized. Where's my gold?
1: I've already apologized. I'm not going to lie. Apology isn't going to work.
0: Better. I'm a gold digger. Kanye. <laughs> you know what? What? Kanye West, the song Gold Digger. I know. Do you not know Kanye? I do know Kanye. Who Ye- is he? I have a serious question. <laughs> you may know this because you're tied into stuff. I'm on TikTok. Yeezy. Yeezy. Mm-hmm. What the, the shoes? Are those shoes?
2: They are shoes, yes. and that's what he called himself.
0: I thought. So he? No, no I'm serious. I'm, I mean, that's the name of the shoes he produces. They were yes. Yeezys, yes. Okay, making sure, because
1: I was confused. I think he called himself Jesus. Uh, <laughs> I'm. Sorry. I'm not gonna lie. I really thought that was <laughs> a serious question. What are you doing? No, I'm 100% yeah. real. No, you're
3: He no, pretty
2: no. much thinks of himself quite a bit. Just saying. I think he called himself Jesus.
3: Jesus. 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 Yeah,
2: pretty Jesus. much. Yeah. Okay all right we've covered a variety of things we've discussed nemesis lockdown in great detail fantastic game super thematic you'll probably hate it if you don't like uh, if you're a euro fan or you can't handle reading in-depth rules to the extent that the jerry types do which i'm of that type you have to have someone like that playing uh, reading those rules playing it with you fantastic thematic rpg stylish board game
0: i'm gabby this is jerry Say the
1: thing G- Oh, this is in thank re- you for tolerating this episode of the board game snobs.
3: Stay classy.